talked to the journalist and I was like you don't know what I'm gonna show you like we can geo drop because they wanted to interview me at Rockefeller Center and I was like we can put an art piece there they were like how well with a lot space so I can put the art piece there I can use my phone and I can show you the art so we did it for the the Italian TV uh, which is uh, one thing but here in our Basel it will be what I call uh, like a uh, hacking the art fair <laughs> Since I think that uh, the crypto art space um, doesn't really have, I mean, somehow it has like a, uh, it's becoming mainstream and it gets a lot of attention, but many times it gets all this attention for the wrong reasons, but for the real reasons, which is when you, you know, when it comes to like the most important art appointment in the world of the year, which is Art Basel, then crypto art is not really there. Yes, there is something in the fair inside the fair, they're doing something, they're talking about it, but then all these other booths and stands, they don't, they don't have crypto art. We cannot access there. We have been trying to have a space and we get spaces which are outside of the convention center. So it's not there yet. And so I was like, let's have a show, crypto art show where we can actually not have it otherwise. And so this is what we will do. We will geodrop um, art from uh, both uh, Mingle Dust of course, and from the vault, which is the um, collection by the by Well community, uh, of um, funded by Will Shark, and we will be present at the fair, even if they didn't give us permission. <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, my name is Rob McCarty. I'm the CEO of Illuspace, uh, one of the co-founders, and uh, actually Tim, uh, our creative director and fellow co-founder, will be on here in a second, but. Yeah, just speaking to it, we're really excited. Uh, it's actually going to be my first time out in Miami. Uh, definitely seeing the, the presence that the mayor of Miami has been pushing through to bring crypto, crypto art into the, the mainstream. And, you know, I think also other cities are kind of following suit with, with some of the exciting things they're doing about tokenizing the city and you know, creating these potential infrastructural opportunities. But yeah, this is, this is going to be really great. You know, our whole focus is on being able to localize the metaverse and using augmented reality as as a way to be able to navigate and be able to explore uh it just really opens up the opportunity for anyone to be able to publish into the world so if you have an nft you can bring it into the world and you can display it for others to see uh, which is kind of like a baseline utility that that we wanted to be able to provide the community and it's all it's all it's all isolated uh by or geofenced rather uh to a specific set of coordinates that the creator wants to publish into uh, and so, yeah, it offers this opportunity to start telling stories in neighborhoods and being able to provide a, an, an opportunity to have, uh, you know, access that maybe wasn't granted before in places that might be more special or isolated uh, to actually go in and, and, uh, and publish. So whether that be publishing right out front of Scope without having to be invited to Scope <laughs> or, or uh, you know, taking something and putting it on the White House lawn, you can really... <laughs> really have some fun with it and be subversive in the process. And as we kind of look into next year, start bringing in ways to engage the community and define uh, like the presence of those pieces. So uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fun things in the, in the future, but for Basel specifically, like this is going to be a, this will be a fun, 
fun fun collaborations. It's awesome. Yeah, the, there's so much uh, potential there, even for different kind of narratives. For instance, um, I met this artist in New York, and um, he has been doing a live performance around the city because he's, he's an artist from New York. He always operated in New York. He's very attached to the city, so he's doing something for the city. And then he was just talking about the fact that many artists that he used to work together with or from the art scene are not in new york anymore he literally said they either died or they moved like um upstate so these people are not here anymore uh, and it was like you know like i'm creating something but they cannot see it like nobody's here anymore and and i thought you know why don't you instead of like uh taking them here to see your art why don't you bring your art like to them why don't you take your, your art to them and so if everyone is upstate like geo drop your art and you know gift them with with this and say you know you don't have to come here now you can experience it there like in your home this is me remember when we were together now I'm, I'm coming to you so really like the potential of the narrative is infinite from hacking to romantic narratives to even like uh surprise people anywhere in the world. I think Eleanor, actually, you touched on something really, really fundamental to this in that, obviously, the way of all flesh is to eventually move upstate. I guess that's what happens to all of us. Uh, but uh, it's always been the way of, you know, that we can show people on the computers, we can, uh, you know, send them pictures. But that sort of key Walter Benjamin idea of experience or the aura is, as Rob was saying, so intimately tied by our loci, by our senses, by us being in the world. And this changes that. That brings it back. It gives it, hopefully, that that sort of, you know, ineffable aura of a thing and a thing in itself and an experience unto itself. Because, I mean, I can, I can scroll through lookbooks all day and I can, uh, you know, go blind looking at delightful reproductions of the, the Renaissance, but it's not the same somehow on a psychic level. So I think this, this helps with that. And it, it also means things can be recontextualized in a really conscious way. So Because obviously the Elgin marbles have been recontextualized because they're not in Greece. <laughs> but you can actually do that intentionally. You can move you know, certain aspects, certain cultural things, reframe them in other places. And uh, I think, yeah, as Rob was again hinting at, uh, get back to uh, an escape from that zombie formalism. Where, where, where art itself becomes playful, joyful, and, and an experience rather than a rarefied practice of uh, money laundering. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to, to jump on it, first of all, let me just say for those listening, this is uh, Tim, uh, uh, co founder of Illispace, joining us. Um, I just wanted to add on to what you said, like uh, um, the importance of these uh, of the of a shared physical experience around a di something digital, I think, is really is really important. You know, for sort of for the uh, the future of humanity. You know, like it it you could still do this really. You could see this really cool stuff. You know, you can you can still experience things through a digital medium. You know, be it wearable or, or a phone or whatever it is. But you could do it with another person, uh, maybe somebody you've never met before. You know, through this, you know, community that could be built like right within the uh, the um, the map within the Illa space space, if you will. You know, so yeah. And I'm hoping it becomes almost ad hoc. 
Because that's what we were good at, right? We were good at responding to the world in a sort of almost tribal way. I mean, you pick anyone from Howard Bloom to an angry right-wing commentator, and they would talk about how we don't have ritual anymore. We don't have that sort of centre of religion. I mean, we have rich people in Topanga uh, reappropriating interesting hallucinogenics, but I'm not sure that counts, you know, the entire sort of thing. But um, <laughs> that idea of meeting someone or engaging with a stranger or having a shared experience or, or something that unites us on that very pre-verbal level has been lost a little bit. And I think that is one of the reasons we find ourselves in such curious situations these days now, because we forget we are part of that larger system at all times. And that is a shared experience and that changes things. And uh, yeah, I'm totally with you, Seth. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I want a piece of graffiti to be a religious experience. You know, I want a, a walk to, down a certain alleyway to provoke those levels of sort of transformation and praxis. Um, or just be entertaining as well. That works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it is, and I think I think probably the religious experience or or, or the spiritual experience is uh, with the the is in the physical connection uh, with the catalyst of the digital. You know, it's just, it's you need maybe that extra added element, and they could people could be coming together to see a piece of art that they like totally revere. You know, it would it would feel you know almost like worship, but uh, but really just like you know the the concept of just like um, you know the higher power is potentially everybody connected, right? Like that could be the you know the like what the higher power actually is, you know, and so you know bringing you know giving people the opportunity to come and physically connect, or you know through things and and about things, you know, not just through a chat room again, just to reiterate, but but actually meeting, you know, out somewhere in public, you know what I mean? I think that's a, that's a big, um, a big deal, but you know, not to get meta too metaphysical too quickly, <laughs> you know, which I know is, you know, we, we're trying not to do, but yeah. yeah I, I think the the access is, is really what, what we're, we're gunning for, especially as we start talking about, you know, this concept of the metaverse that, oh, I need to go into a VR headset and isolate myself from, you know, reality to experience, you know, the, Web three revolution, you know that's that's not necessarily true. With with augmented reality and the ability to actually take the digital and move it into the physical, we can still retain, you know, the communities that we've built up. The you know, I mean, we space is essential to our DNA and how we've you know built out our senses and how we built out communities and how we built out really just most of everything you see around us. So we're not trying to throw that away. We're trying to build off of that. And, and tell those stories that relate back to us, um, and uh, and so it's it's kind of a fun it's kind of a fun juxtapositioning, especially as we talk about uh, you know Basel and the idea of kind of mediated white walls of of artwork that's just static and in a sterile environment, but then taking this digital art, which people would you know conceive as being something that is isolating and maybe something you have to go to your computer to see, and then actually bring it into the world. And actually, letting the digital art live in the environment, be uh, reactive to the environment, versus you know the static pieces that are on the white walls. So, they're kind of fun. Uh, I mean, that in that actual meaning of a renaissance and a return, uh, I think is important because we are coming out of COVID, right? We are coming out of what has weaponized technology to the point where we feel connected, but in fact are, you know, 
in the glowing ghost screens of each other. But um, it's it. I'd, I'd love to return to the point of like NFTs or art at large as a sort of membership or as a as a sort of exclusive initiation because I think that's a double edged sword. But um, that's probably a bigger conversation. And there's a lot of interesting looking at NY NFT. Um, the fact that we are in some ways recreating those old power structures, just replacing them with us, you know. So we're 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 the sort of limited biker gangs. Uh, we are the Dardarists with the feathers in our cap. But bringing it back into space forces that sort of visceral communication. I think we were talking with a collective the other day, and one of the artists, I forget her name, but she was like, "This would be brilliant for movements, as in communication." And I love that because that taps back into the sort of whole idea of, you know, the 69 uprising, the fact that cinema critics could actually raise riots and that sort of thing. But what better than secret communication on the fly via space to organize, to take over space, to redefine space? And, um, and as Rob said, I don't, I'm hoping the initial gateway will be people curating their spaces, getting together with the communities, sharing things, dynamically changing things. But then I'd like to see people actually reinventing the cartographies. You know? I mean, there's no reason the streets have to be the streets the way they are. We can start to of maps and all this sort of stuff. I, I, I feel it, it's funny. I fluctuate so much in the NFT space between this is honestly the most amazing thing that's happened in such a long time to, oh, Jesus Christ, another cat. Um, so, you know, it fluctuates a little bit. But I do honestly... You honestly believe that once you start to introduce time and you introduce space and you introduce that sort of shared experience, which is a return to, I mean, we've known this for centuries. The Greeks used to wander around mazes because that is how they would learn. I mean, you used to go on pilgrimage because you can understand a journey, but going on the pilgrimage is somehow a different thing. It's a psychological, you know, it changes you. And it, it's, very, it's very Walter Benjamin, I think. But um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I think we've somehow convinced ourselves, along with the zombie formalism of art is this highfalutin thing, and art is this specific set of criteria that is accessible to a few, uh, hopefully it returns to us and we realise that we've always been the authors of this verse and this reality, and we just sort of, uh, we, we self-censor, we, self, we, we, we create our own panel and go, well, that's not real. Uh, so I'm hoping with a little imagination, a little bit of technology, a little bit of smart contract application, we start to see these use cases that just have not been Incredible. before. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, you stopped everybody in their tracks. Now we are all have to go think about that now for like the next like, 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> That's really, it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, let's, um, so, so uh, what's going to go on in Miami? Um, is uh, with the, this placement um, and, and your uh, your collaboration, Eleonora. Um, I'm just wondering. Um, the assassination of Jeff Kuhn. No, 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 sorry. That's the other. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, like, uh, like so, like you, you know, the 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 placement of augmented reality art, you know, at Basel, um, and uh, and like what, uh, just from a curation standpoint, not to put too much on the spot. I, I would think we are um, earlier. We are hacking the the fair, so we are participating uh, in our way. We we um, chose um, five um, 
predominant like five of the most important outfairs. So of course, we are going to be at our Basel, uh, and then we're going to be at Scope, Untitled, and our Miami, which is so these three are in Miami Beach, and then there is our Miami, um, Miami, uh, the city, and um, Wynwood. Um, why did we pick Wynwood? It's because it's a very a specific district in Miami um, where um, graffiti uh, and street art is flourishing. And so since we mingled dust, we are um, uh, hosting many. We, we really love to host uh, our graffiti artists and participate in this uh, process of, um, I don't know if you can say like digitizing graffiti artists anyways, like bring, uh, you know, graffiti uh, mm, not bring graffiti back to life, but let the graffiti and street art live in the digital art space. It is something that we really care about. So we are helping in the, um, uh, we are helping this process. And so we will geodrop our uh, graffiti artists in Wynwood and then different artists in these uh, different other art fairs. Um, same thing will happen with the um, Curation that I am doing for uh, the vault, the whale shark, the whale community collection. Um, so, for those who don't know, the, the the vault is one of the biggest collections on the uh, for NFT art, uh, crypto art, um, and they were also like their their minds were also blown when I showed them uh, in last space. I was like, do you want to show like, you know, like a little curation of the vault in our Basel? They were like, yeah, how? Well, you know, we can we can uh, use the last space and we can create a map. We can create even a story uh, for, you know, like why you're going to showcase this artist here or there. So we can have some fun. And of course, they said yes. So this is what we're going to do with Shark as well. Um, same uh, five places that we pick, but obviously um, artists from the vault. Um, it's also very interesting to uh, when it comes to the owners of the NFT, uh, because sometimes you have to, um, for instance, like if the token is still in the hands of the of the artist, yeah, you know, is the artist who will have to, and, and it's very interesting because some artists are like, yeah, but where are you gonna place it? Um, you know, they have doubts. How is it gonna look like? What are you gonna do with my art? Because of course, they are the artists. While when it comes to collectors, are like, yeah, I do want to showcase my art, like anywhere, tell me where. So it's very interesting to deal with these two different uh, groups of people. And for instance, when it comes to the vault, of course, it's all in the hands of the collectors, the vault collection. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's 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 very nice to see different reactions and different worries that collectors and artists have uh when using the same tool yeah it's uh, that actually raises a good one because part of the thing that we're interested in is um i i, I loathe the terminology metaverse because we live in this verse and it's grand uh but uh that idea of going returning to public art they, I, I was glad there's been the whole debate about statues and 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 what the the process of public art is and um it, it, it's funny the greatest article i read was like, like statues and memorials of the lowest form of art but that's a thing for another day but the idea of these these public pieces of art returning to that sort of medici philosophy of one boasting two beautification two social utility three changing the way we interface with the society outside because we've uh, reverted to a de facto times square style bright light advertising rather than 
what is this actually doing to me? And then obviously when you do get a Banksy or, or a, a, the sort of notion of a, any other artist, they literally cut it off the wall and it goes. Um, so we're working with a couple of artists, um, really exciting ones actually, to put what we're calling like permanent public art there. So these will live on the map forever. I mean, that then opens up lots of the other interesting bits about NFTs and technology, about how you can leverage that, stake that, it always for sale, try different economic models. Um, but the hope is, is that bit by bit, there is a base level map that is, is, is begun to, you know, basically we build these crazy spires of art around it that people can visit. And then people who own collections can use that as their play space. But as that develops, I want to see, you know, layers of maps on top of it. So Winwood's an interesting one. because I believe it gets repainted every year, is it? I guess some stay. Yeah, so going back to the graffiti one, so what we can start to do is we can start to get these layers that live on the map. So, like, if you want to have a back machine for reality, you can go to Winwood. There can be scans of them. You can recreate that. It's like scraping off those layers. Um, and that works for this sort of, yeah. So that, that that's one crystallizing temporality and so if the, the rich person does who owns the block of flats takes the banks off the wall it can still be there <laughs> and you can still go and see it or if someone tags something you can see the various layers of tags on top but it's also we want to start almost like creating these spectral ghost installation that can both have utility and the standardness of art like so we i, I Rob, I think we're allowed to talk about, aren't we, that we've got a piece in the Acropolis that we're in, in, in discussion with the, uh, yeah, with the Anastas Foundation to actually have a fish. Because there's still curious ones. It's like, how do we link this? Because it doesn't matter. We could do this. We can populate. We can literally take over these imaginary worlds. But we're still trying to build those bridges so those who maybe don't have the sight to see can get in and go, oh, oh, this has, is there. And start to establish that as normal. Tim, just speaking to you know what you just said, um, you know regarding um, you know access for everybody. Um, you know the other thing uh, that you talked about is the layers of graffiti, um, and perhaps for the first time um, in the history of all civilization, um, you are if graffiti is uh, part of the oral history of America. Right or the oral history of the world or the oral history of urban cities. Um, for the first time ever, you know, you're now recording that. Um, so now oral history is not just going to lose like you know a zero and one, so to speak, in the in the uh, in in the transfer from generation to generation. It's actually going to be there, you know. So using that as this like as this initial example, you know, graffiti be you know so ironic, um, you know that it's it's this perceived nuisance, but it's actually you know, basically, you know, you're you're basically just talking about, uh, you know, preserving the oral history of America. You know, which you know is much more evident. You know, there's stories that are told. You know, in you know communities uh, that where where gangs live, and they tell stories on the wall. You know, through characters and the way that the letter works, things like that. So those, you know, those, you know, everybody's story is important, and every single human uh, story is important to. To history, you know, and you know, even that person who you know nobody cared about, who you know perished or did something or whatever it is, can be captured and immortalized. You know, um, uh, you know, just that is a really exciting and uh, a, a really impactful thing that you know we won't 
we'll never understand the the uh the ramifications and how it's influenced like we won't be here you know once uh we, you know to recognize that but but to to plant that seed um you know and i'm um yeah like i'm you know i'm i'm excited about that and and uh and um and helping out a little bit i think uh you know with that you know that's my uh oh, that's my honor you know i, I think that's yeah. I think you're fundamental to to a lot of this and 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 understanding how this works. And and you're right, it's it's a strange one because graffiti o, as as our uh, archaeologists call it. I mean, we we've got so much of our history rests on that one guy who scraped something mm -hmm. into a wall once, and we're, we're we're trying to work out what that means and why that's the thing. Um, but the the bit that I find really interesting at the moment is we're basically living in a dark age, and we don't realise that. I, I I don't mean it dark ages in the sense that there's going to be, you know, like a massive volcano and we're all going to revert to fighting in squares. The dark ages in that there is not mm. going to be these archives. It's like there's going to be these big gaps of what was going on in this space. Because, I mean, I can't, I can't play the mini discs of my songs that I wrote years ago. Then. Never mind get into the zip drives that has, you know, my early mm. art in it and that sort of stuff. So we're, we're, we're coming to a point where there's going to be this vast gap. And... It's not just art. It's it's not just graffiti. It's not just those things. I mean, if you look at the internet, the internet's suffering from link rot. You know, where 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 it's this sort of thing rotting from the inside out, where links no longer get to where they're going because there's no sort of standards. And this is something that I don't think people talk about much. That if if executed correctly, blockchain technology allows these records, and they allow the records to be immutable, accessible, and decentralized. And we could all die, and hopefully these fossils will remain, or at least be accessible in a way that's easier than installing like a Bruce Nauman installation that requires right, a specific right. projector. Um, and so, yeah, having that as a layer of history, and having that as a layer of history that is told by the person who is scraping into the wall, or the person who is, you know, desperately right. working at art on the outside, I think it cannot be underestimated. I mean, like isn't it like one dude who was excessively into keeping a diary is how we know about the great fire of london and all manner of other things and mm -hmm. the first you know watches and stuff so that idea it, it's funny because we've somehow given primacy to the individual and yet reduced their their power and their voice to the point of is this a clip or is this worth you know an influence and so hopefully i i, I loathe to use the word democratization because that's what we said about the internet, and then we stormed the capital. But um, like, I, I do hope it is returning these tools that have already always been our tool back into a space that's accessible by everybody and interpreted by everybody. Now, I want I want to add something. Yeah, I want to add something about the experience of sharing because this is like, uh, yeah, what 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 Tim said is fundamental. So for digital art. So uh, before COVID, when I started to uh, do crypto art, which is back in 2018, um, so I was talking to this collector about crypto art, so digital art, NFTs, and, and, and this guy who is a big collector of say, traditional art, say, physical art. Um, he said, well, Eleonora, I slightly understand what you're talking about and i am a collector like i have i am sensitive about art but what you're talking about is pretty much like 10 years ahead from now why like what why do i collect physical art because i want to share 
the pleasure and or the sadness based on which art we are talking about or the happiness or mm -hmm. anything like all the feelings around a piece of art with people this is why i collect physical art so i have this piece of art in my house we wake up i don't know like my wife uh, is coming and we look at the art which i sh i share with her and and it's very different than having an nft i mean we talked about two years ago having an nft i don't know where which is not uh shareable like we cannot talk about it I, it's not natural i have to show it to you it's on a computer so it's not a natural act of sharing and i was like yeah but why is that so important and then he said well you know yeah. because like if you get to the niagara fall they're so beautiful and you are by yourself and then it's like oh yeah it's very beautiful like uh yeah i love it if you get to the niagara falls mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful and you are with someone you care about or friend anyone and you can say mm -hmm. oh my god this is so beautiful and you hug each other so you're sharing the beauty it is very different than just being by yourself in front of the niagara falls and same is for an artist right uh so i think that uh in mm -hmm. space with ar is really able to solve what this collector was talking about but for digital which which is amazing thank you Eleanor. i appreciate that i think one of the things that has really come out of the explosion of nfts this year was the it also it really formalized the relationship between the patron and the artist and i think the the idea that the nft the artwork itself is also like a, a token into the community and Kind of exploring what that means for you know these relationships that are really starting to to to, to solidify you know from online relationships into physical and i think with nft nyc we really saw the explosion of everyone really wanting to link up in person after you know being isolated for so you know a year and a half and uh and so this idea that when you can be able to take the artwork and then build a relationship with with kind of your your patronage with that token it can also represent a communication channel um that you could be able to see if you have or you don't have to be brought into this community or into a collective or into a project you know i think what gets really exciting for us and where we're kind of setting our sights is well now that you also add space as another variable into that token then now you can start involving the community and you can start inviting and you can start talking about you know, city-specific uh, uh, community, city-specific uh, activations, or even challenges, or things that can kind of involve all the stakeholders on a local level, which I think is going to be mm -hmm. the next, um, you know, exciting frontier of, of this technology as we kind of right. go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. No, that's awesome. No, I mean, I think, so, you know, Rob, you do have to go. I think it's a great stopping point. Um, and, you know, I. I see no way that we're not going to do this again because um, this was pretty interesting and I enjoyed it. I hope uh, everybody else enjoyed it as well. And uh, yeah, no, let's uh, let's keep going. And you know, looking forward to Miami. Uh, looking for I'll be down there. I'm looking forward to seeing all this sort of stuff. We'll be posting on uh, the Illa Space um, Instagram, the Mint Gold Dust Instagram, Twitter. You know, all those uh, wonderful um, social channels. So. Uh, so yeah, you know, stay tuned, and uh, we'll um, leave uh, all links and things like that. Lots of good information in the, uh, the description in the podcast. So yeah, awesome, Rob. Enjoy. I know you got to run. Go do your thing. 
Eleonora, thank you so much. Thank you. Tim, you're the man. <laughs> much love to everybody. Bye, guys. Mint Gold Dust. Mint Gold Dust.